0: Good morning again. Uh, If you have your Bible, I want you to open it up to Matthew chapter 8. Uh, We're going to be in chapter 8, 23 through 27. And then with uh, your other finger, just go ahead and uh, open it up to Hebrews chapter 10. And um, we're going to be going kind of back and forth between those two. And we're going to be doing something a little bit different this morning. Uh, We've been in a series on the Sermon on the Mount, which is focusing on the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, We've titled, Flourish, Life in the Kingdom, which is Jesus' vision for human flourishing. But today actually marks uh, the 20th Sunday that we have not gathered in person. It's the 20th Sunday that we have been meeting digitally like this. Now, as a church, we've done it a few different ways. But for us as a church, but also for us as a world and a nation, it's been about 20 weeks that our whole world has experienced uh, a huge amount of shaking up. And so, we're gonna, this different way we're gonna go about it today is more of a reflection time, a, a more of a check in time, and then a, a steadying of what does it mean for us in the coming days ahead. And so, if, if you're like me, You've had things that you were hoping for in the last 20 weeks that have been wiped out. COVID-19 has been like a tsunami that's come bursting into our lives and completely transformed everything that we've been doing. And so you may have been looking forward to trips or the end of school, different birthdays or activities that normally... Are done over this time of the year that those hopes and looking forward to has just been decimated. So where you are right now, I want you to ask yourself, what are you hoping in presently? Are you hoping for a vaccine? Are you just wanting this to be done? Maybe you're hoping to go back to normal. And this vaccine will just get rid of all this COVID-19 stuff. And at that point, you're able to live life fully. Maybe you're hoping for school to go back to normal. As I sit right now talking to you, I just found out moments ago about Federal Way schools going to 100% online learning to start the year. And uh, we've been waiting for something. Our hopes were going back, or some of us, our hopes were... um, not going back, whatever it may be, it's been wavering on what that's going to be. Some of you, your hopes are for more stimulus money. Maybe you're financially in a harder place than others. And your hope is in that the government will send more money so that you can ride this tsunami and uh, wave a little bit more. Or you may be hoping for a specific politician to be elected or re-elected in different offices, whether it's federal or local, that once you get certain things um, solidified and the, the people are in power that you want in power, then you can be steady in the midst of the waves. So whatever it is, all of our hopes in many ways, they act as an anchor in the midst of all of the storms that are around us. They hold us firm. They're things that we go back to to remind ourselves. But no matter what, there have been hopes that have been deferred in our lives. We haven't experienced all that. And so in the midst of all this, of our hopes that we long for, that we want to see, or our hopes that we have not yet had fulfilled, what does Jesus do in the midst of the storm? Where is... Jesus when the waves come crashing down when a tsunami just upheaves all of our society in so many different ways where it what is that anchor for you and for us now that we're 20 weeks into this with the future uncertain open to Matthew t- chapter 8 and this is what it says in verse 23 and when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. So imagine, the disciples just done a full day of ministry. Jesus had been cleansing lepers and um, healing centurions and healing many people. Uh, he got on a boat so that he could get some distance, and his disciples were with them. They're out. And a great storm covers the sea. It's swamping them in the boat. And you can understand the fear and concern of the disciples. The the disciples were likely hoping for some relief from a full day. And they just wanted to get away as Jesus often did. And so their hope was deferred because the storm decided to start Crashing down and swamping them. The tsunami came in and wanted to take them out. And where was Jesus in the midst of that? Verse 25, uh, 24, excuse me. But he was asleep. Jesus was asleep in the midst of the storm. Not unconcerned, but unafraid, steady, secure. And they went. And woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. The great sea, or the great storm, became a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the wind and the sea... Obey Him. Jesus, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of being swamped, in the midst of their hopes being deferred, in the midst of all of the waves crashing down and swamping the boat, Jesus was sleeping, not out of unconcern, but out of security and steadiness and fearlessness because He knew who He was and what He was up to and the power that He possessed. This is one of the things why I think the author of Hebrews can say this in chapter 10 verse 23. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Why? Without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. In the midst of of all the the things going on in life, in the midst of, uh, of the storms being crashed, we can hold fast to our belief in the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, knowing that life will be okay even when life is not okay. Because he who promised is faithful. That the security, the steadiness, the anchor of our lives, people of God, is Jesus himself. This is what the author of Hebrews says previously. In chapter 6, verse 19, it says, We have this sure and steady anchor of the soul. A hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as the forerunner. The sure and steadfast anchor of the soul is Jesus himself. The faithful one. The one who came into the craziness of this world. That God himself took on flesh. He dwelt among us. He lived a perfect life, always obeying the Father. That he took on sin, Satan, and death head on. And he defeated them through his death and resurrection. And that we have a future hope that one day he who is faithful will return to us. And he will renew and restore all of creation. And that we who are given the down payment of the spirit have a promise that one day the world will be made right when he does that. That all the evil, all the pain, all the brokenness, all the pandemics, all the things that we have to grieve because our hope deferred, we will have that fulfilled hope. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, where is your hope right now? What are you placing your faith in right now? Hebrews 11 1 famous verse says this, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction or evidence of things not seen. When waves come crashing, when hope is deferred, when faith is tested, is Jesus your sure and steadfast anchor? Are you abiding in Jesus? Are you resting in Him? Are you assured by Him regularly so that as waves come crashing, as the tsunami takes out, as hope is deferred, as questions are still not answered about what is next in life. In the midst of all of those things, are you able, brothers and sisters, to realize the truth that in the midst of it all, Jesus is steady? Jesus is present. He's not asleep in the sense of not caring, but He's unfearful knowing that He's with you. What's the promise at the the end of the Great Commission? That He will be with us always to the very end of the age, until He returns, until He renews and restores. So whether our hopes are deferred, Jesus is present. Whether what you're desiring and looking forward to, if that doesn't happen, Jesus is steady. He's the anchor. And this is both a truth that needs to be known, but this needs we need to place our faith in this so that it's lived out. Faith, in Hebrews 11 and, and the scriptures, is not just a truth that's cognitively known. It's a belief that's lived out. Faith without um, action is dead, James said. So this is a lived reality. For Jesus to be our sure and steady, steadfast anchor, that means that when the waves come crashing, we're able to be a non-anxious presence. When things don't go our way, when we're hoping for something that doesn't happen, we can know that Jesus is in control and we can be steady in the midst of it. And that is the part of the implications of what it means to be a gospel-centered, spirit-filled people. It doesn't mean that life is easy. It doesn't mean that waves don't come crashing. It doesn't mean that things change. What it does mean is that when those things happen, You and I can be fearless because we can know who's in charge and in control. We can trust Him. We can hold fast to the confession because we know He's faithful. When our friends are expressing their fears and concerns, we can be present with them knowing that the answer for you who do not yet believe is Jesus. So for those who do believe, Christ is our sure and steadfast anchor that holds us in the midst of all that's going on. And for those that are watching that don't yet believe, I want to submit to you that only Jesus is a sure and steadfast anchor. Only Jesus can be that steadiness. Your spouse can't do that for you. While they can be steady, they can't be the ultimate one only Jesus can. Politicians cannot. Only Jesus can. Your bank account cannot. Only Jesus. Only He provides the security and steadfastness and strength. Your bank account can go up and down, but in the midst of that, Jesus will take care of you, as we've talked about in the previous weeks. And what I want to call all of us to in on this 20th week where we're not gathering again I want to call you to renewing that commitment and that faith in Jesus as that anchor. As the one who is able to be the anchor because he lived perfectly. He died for the forgiveness of our sins and he rose again victorious over all of the brokenness of the world. That all authority has been given to him. And he that we have a father who is a good dad who's present by his spirit and that while the waves can come continue c- crashing we can be secure in him let me pray father thank you jesus thank you that you are our steadfast anchor while the last 20 weeks have been what feels like many years. We know, Jesus, that you are our security. You are our anchor. God, whatever lies ahead for us, whatever fears we have, whatever anxieties we have, have whatever concerns we have, we know that we as the people of God who have placed our faith in you, Jesus, We know that regardless of any of it, you are steady, you are present, and we can rest assured that whatever it is that comes about, you are still present, that our hope is secure in you, and we can walk through it with you. For my friends who don't yet profess that truth, I pray that they will realize that Jesus, what you did for them, on the cross and forgiving them of their sins, of giving them a new righteousness, of giving them a spirit of God as they place their faith in you and you alone. That they can have that truth and that reality and that experience of your presence, of your goodness, and of a hope that is a guarantee. So I pray for all of us that we place our faith in you, that we put our trust and our dependence in you and what you've done in the cross, but also in the present moment of what we have right now and the days ahead. So Father, we know that even when the waves come crashing, even when hope is deferred, even when our faith is tested, that you are present, that you are steady, and you are with us.